From one islander to another, Isle of Wight Radio proudly presents John Hannam Meets. Just before the lockdown, I interviewed five people in ten days, and they were all rather senior citizens. And today, first interview after lockdown, Brooke Fleming... You're just 14. It's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to John Hannah Meets. I want to talk about Lunar Squad a bit later on because I know it's on Amazon Prime at the moment. Yeah. And uh, I watched the first episode last week and got really engrossed. So, but um, you actually grew up here on the Isle of Wight, didn't you? Yeah. So I spent a lot of my childhood down here and we still come down every opportunity we can because it's just, it's so nice with the beaches and everything. It's you're the third member of your family to be on this show uncle charlie known by many as charlie brook from qvc he and i began on isle of wight radio at the same time and auntie kathy who was a model she's also been on the show so you're the third member of the family i want to take you back then northwood primary was it you went to yeah so that was the very first very early on and i i wasn't there for very long it was quite short before we moved to Australia but we were there and yeah I'm still in touch with some of the friends from there which is surprising because I was very young when I was there but yeah it was it was good it was nice there any sort of happy memories of that particular time or not really I can just remember well I mean it was preschool and like reception time so it was just a lot of fun really and lots of games and it was just an exciting time really yeah when your father or anyone's father's in the services you you have to travel a bit don't you yes definitely <laughs> so after northwood where did you go then so we were in australia in adelaide which was obviously a very nice and very cool experience traveling around the outback and on all sorts of adventures there which was really really good and also you went to ride school for a while didn't yeah, you yeah so when we came back from australia it was off to ride which was good and I'm in contact with quite a few people from there which is nice and see them around the island when we're down sometimes which is good. When I looked after what they call the Isle of Wight Theatre Awards I used to have to go to all the shows on the Isle of Wight Mm -hmm. every year and I always look forward to going to ride school because they had some fantastic shows there. Did you do anything there in theatre or not really? No I think I was a bit young for that but I'm sure obviously if I had had the opportunity I would have done yeah. Looking back on just growing up on the island, it was a great time for you, really, wasn't it? Definitely, yeah, definitely. Now, of course, you live um, not far from Peterborough? Yeah, definitely. It's not too far, and we, we go into Peterborough sometime. And it's it's nice there, but it's not the same as the island, obviously, with all the beaches. And there's so much stuff here that you can just go out and do, and so much outdoor space, which is... Definitely miss that one, but it's good when we come back down. As we speak, you're sort of on a holiday, but I know you've got to dash back soon to to film, haven't you? Yeah, so next week we've got (laughs) a lot of filming to finish, try and get a lot of series one done. So it'll be quite busy, but it's a lot of fun on set, definitely. I know sort of drama's always been an interest, and when you got to high school, I think you sort of, you took it a bit more seriously? Yeah, definitely. So I've always been quite sort of creative and we did a bit you know in primary school but it was never serious but when I started high school we did 
like a lower school play which is where I first kind of started doing it a bit more properly because that was done in a bit more of a professional sort of way and then from there we started looking at outside of school opportunities which has obviously led to where we are today which has been quite good. Before we talk about your drama you were a mascot at a World Cup weren't you? Yeah so it was a competition at Burley Horse Trials and we went along and I chose the option to give my own captain's speech where I kind of talk about remembering all the players and everyone and my great-granddad he played for England so I know brought him up and we had a picture and they said you know this is the sort of thing we want you know bringing back the family and tradition and stuff and so I got given the opportunity and we I was the mascot at the final for New Zealand with Richie McCaw who I walked out with which was did you very exciting. One of the opposition had a word with you too, didn't he? Yes, he did. So we met them a few days before we got to meet some other rugby players. And one of the Australian players said to me, if you're walking out with New Zealand, make sure you trip up Richie McCaw. <laughs> Which I was like, okay. <laughs> you got involved with some student filming somewhere, didn't you? Yeah, so when I was trying to gain like some experience to help me get into the industry, I did a lot of student films and like auditions for them and I think one of the like the main one I did was Gap Year 7 which was a student film for Niall Conroy was it was a lot of fun and it was my first kind of professional like on set and like getting that experience which was it was really good. Did that sort of give you an ambition uh, for a career or not really? Yeah once I'd done that I definitely wanted to do more and I was kind of like wow you know I knew it was fun but like now I'm doing it professionally it felt it felt like it was something I really wanted to do definitely like inspired me. When you went for the part of Ashley from Luna Squad, was it about 5,000 after it? Yeah, there were 5,000 applicants. So, I, you know, we didn't think there was that much of a chance. And I didn't even know at the time that my mum had applied because she didn't <laughs> want to get my hopes up because obviously it was such a big thing and so, so many, many people. And it wasn't until she said, look, you've been shortlisted for this, that I was like, oh, right. And then obviously went off to that shortlisting audition and... Yeah, it's gone from there. Unfortunately, lockdown sort of has created a wee bit of a problem, hasn't it? Yeah, it's meant that some of the filming's been put on hold, which has been a bit disappointing. But then we did run a little lockdown show online where we kind of did a gimmicky, kind of a funny show to kind of give something for our like fans and viewers who were waiting on the release of the first episode. But it's good that it's up and running again now, definitely. When your granddad Nick rang me up and said you were in the show, and he said, "I think she's got quite a big part." And when I saw <laughs> it, you, you weren't off the screen very much. You were on most of the time, weren't you? Yeah, it's it's been good. It's been good, and it's I think as it goes on, there's more and more of like the whole squad and the bad guys. But yeah, it's a good experience, definitely. You're sort of a team, aren't you? Because you're going in search of this particular place. Uh, do you all get on well together? Yeah, so both onset and offset, we get on really well. The bus journeys that we've had have been so much fun. And obviously when we're like waiting for them to set up, we just all get on really well and we just, we have a really good time. There's some great characters too. They're very well chosen, aren't they? Yeah, they, I think everyone really suits their characters. They Everyone's got a bit, part of their character is definitely in them. Everyone kind of... They can relate to their characters, definitely. There's been some really good publicity. It was two two parts of a comic cover, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, we, we've had a lot of media coverage, which has been 
very cool, especially when your friends come up to you and they're like, I, I saw you on this the other day. And it's like, <laughs> oh, really? That's cool. Shout Magazine, there was an article, I think. Yeah, we're there? in Shout Magazine and the ESP. And I think there's some more, because obviously it's out in America now as well. Is They've it? got some American magazines that are planning on doing some covers in there, which is quite exciting. When you go on to something like Amazon Prime, it's sort of worldwide straight away, isn't it, really? Yeah, so... It's definitely, I think it's definitely in the UK and US at the moment, which is definitely, it's quite exciting. You made a pop record, haven't you? Yeah, so 1st <laughs> of August, the single that the squads made together is coming out with the Warner Brothers, actually, which is very exciting. Does Uncle Charlie know you're making a pop record? Many years ago when he was a DJ, he produced all these brilliant albums, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'll be very excited to know. <laughs> So are you going to sort of publicise that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think once it's out, there'll be a lot more to do with it. And the backing track's been out for a bit now, but I think once the proper single's out, it'll be a lot more, which is exciting. Tell me about the filming of the first episode then. Was, how long would that have taken you to do the first episode? So we were filming for three days and we went to lots of different locations and... Yeah, it was good. We had lots of time in the hotel as well with the other characters and like other like cast, which was good because we got to know each other quite well. Mm. And then all of the locations were pretty cool locations. We had a lot of fun, you know, looking around them when we weren't like behind the camera and stuff. We had a good explore as well. What's commune? Is that something you're going to do or It's a possibility, yeah, that we're looking into that we think it's like a smaller film that I might be doing on the side, yeah. You must have a, a, a big dream, Brooke. You, what, what, if you could have a one big dream now, what would that be, really? I mean, I would just really like to pursue acting because it's something that I find I really enjoy as well as I would like to say I have some talent in it as well. So it's something that I would I'd like to do it for like the future. It would be a really good thing, I think, to do. Can you sing? Are you a trained singer? Um, I have done some like singing for fun and stuff in the past and I had like some lessons leading up to the recording of the single and yeah it, it's gone pretty well I'm quite pleased with how it sounds at the moment which is good. Would you like to go into musicals perhaps one day in the West End? Yeah I think that's definitely like an option that I would look into definitely yeah. Young girls like you obviously have people in the media that you look up to or people in the business. Yeah. Who sort of are your sort of favourites at the moment? Um, well, I quite like Millie Bobby Brown. She's she's someone who I kind of look up to. She's got a lot of, I don't know, her ideas and like her the stuff that she's done. I'm quite a big fan of that, which is good. What do you do right away from acting then? Other than come to the Isle of Wight, what do you do? <laughs> um, I do baking sometimes at home, but then I do just kind of like to eat the things that I bake, which may be why I enjoy it. In the story, your sort of Ashley's parents were sort of um, supposed to be space mad, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. What about your mum and dad? Were they into space or not, really? Um, I don't think quite as much as what her parents appear to be in, in the show. But I don't know, really. But we'll see, I guess. Obviously, you've got to go back to school, haven't you? Yeah. And, and people will have seen you on the TV. Are you expecting, um, you know, some fun, really? Um, I think it would definitely be interesting going back, knowing that everyone's seen it. And I've had a lot of my friends message me saying, I've just watched it, it's been good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you, yeah. 
it's had a lot of positive feedback definitely as well so as we speak Luna Squad there's been one episode on uh, Amazon Prime and then very quickly you're filming another and then it will go on after that yeah so it's it's a very quick like turnaround I think at the moment they're trying to get as much out there as they can as quickly as possible because I know they've had a lot of people say we've seen the first one now we just want more <laughs> yeah I tried to get it just now but I couldn't yeah. but, but uh, it's been cr- wonderful for you really hasn't it yeah it's been it's been a really good experience so what other plans then anything else you'd like to do in life or is acting going to be the one thing for you I think acting would definitely be the main like pursuit but I don't know I might try something else as well but I think acting would definitely be the dream for sure would your route be then to go to a drama school something like that would that be a plan or yeah that sounds like the sort of thing I'd like to do yeah so Brooke Fleming Luna Squad fantastic show I loved it <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah wish you lots of luck and um well I hope one day you come and talk to me when you're even more famous. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and enjoy the rest of your holiday. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to Isle of Wight Radio and don't miss John Hannah Mates because you like it. Not a lot, but you like it. Grateful thanks to Brooke Fleming, who's such a confident young lady. The Lunar Squad will have six episodes in Series 1 and then hopefully it will continue with numerous more series. On the way home from uh, meeting Brooke, I suddenly had an idea. Wouldn't it be nice to include two Hannam archives featuring both her aunt and her uncle? So we're going right back now to 1997 when her auntie Kathy came in live to the John Hannam Meet studio to talk about life as a TV model. So, we're back to 1997. Another Hannum Archive. Ooh, I could crush a grape. I could test drive a Tonka. If it isn't, John Hannum meets. Don't remember Stu Francis, do you? <laughs> I just heard that. Yes. What was it? Cracker Jack or something? That's no. It. Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. My current guest is Kathy Brook, who's a famous supermodel from Seaview and currently in Dorothy Perkins' window in Newport. Yes, with baby. Having pregnant. endured a 13-month pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And still going strong at the looks of things, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. What I'd like to know, when I watch the clothes show on occasions, and I must say I do miss Jeff Banks. I thought he was brilliant on that. But you can't comment on that but I, I liked him on that show how do they choose which model wears which clothes Kathy? really oh basically they choose well it's not really they like a selection of girls they like everything from sort of dark girls to blonde girls to uh, different you know, cultures you've got a bit of everything going on um and then basically they you allocated an outfit you allocated clothes you have a, a woman there who sort of does wardrobe and and basically allocates each girl with you know sort of different outfits are you sort of ever very envious of the clothes that you wear would you sort of mm. like to keep it and take it home yes you one, <laughs> yes one can get a taster sort of wearing something rather expensive, something like your Chanel or your Versace. And um, th- I don't have any like that in my wardrobe at all. Um, but uh, yeah, at, at fashion shows and especially at big events like Clothes Show, uh, you have everything from sort of your top shop, your Dorothy Perkins and so forth, your 
high street straight through to your Versace's and your Chanel's. And um, so basically, yeah, you put on a Versace or a nice little Chanel number, which is wonderful. And then you've got to take it off again because the price range is just silly. And you have a taster for feeling glam and looking gorgeous for about 10 minutes. And then one has to sort of hit reality again and, you know, sort of go back to Topshop. So. <laughs> Do you ever think when you wear something that it isn't really worth the, the mm. sort of amount that they're asking for it? Totally. Do you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, ludicrous. You know, ludicrous. And a lot of the time, these things look great in pictures, these clothes. They look wonderful in pictures, wonderful on catwalks. But, I mean, where is one really going to wear them? You know, I mean, I'm not one for going out personally an awful lot. So I think a lot of this designer stuff is very expensive, overpriced. When you actually go on clothes show, is it sort of... It's very short on the television, mm. what, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. But yes. when you actually record one, is it a lot longer? A hell of a lot longer, yes. Mm. Um, we're looking at sort of a good day, sort of two, three days, over a period of two or three days to actually sort of do recording. So, yeah, it does take a hell of a lot longer than what one would see on a 25-minute show on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. How long is a model's career? How long can you go on, really? Well, I mean, I'm surprised I'm still at it, and I'm 31. Um, basically, I mean, I've been in the business for, like, what, 10, 12 years, so, uh, and I'm 31 now, um, and I'm getting some fantastic work. There is, and, and really, more so now, there is definitely a market for the, in brackets, older woman. Right. There really is. I mean, 40, 50, I mean, 60, I mean... It, age is irrelevant anyway but you know there's there's a big market out there i mean 40 you don't want to stop looking pretty do you kathy i don't think older mm. women have ever looked as wonderful as mm. they do today i agree was that right i agree there's this awareness now women do want to look lovely i mean okay children it's not you know it's not going to stop you from you know, i mean i know it's exhausting and we all have our off days but uh, yeah i know i think there's definitely a market for the older woman and women are they're that a lot of products out, you know, for face creams and so forth. There's definite awareness now. You know, this health-conscious society we're living in. You know, I mean, look at people like Joan Collins. She is looking amazing. She's nearly 70-odd. I mean, everybody's just, you know... We've got a showbiz friend in London who's, uh, I think she's late 70s, mm. and she's when you see her, she mm. is so desirable. It looks wonderful, yes. and it's hard to believe she's in her late 70s. Yeah. It's just uncanny, really. This is it. And it's not about money either. You know, you don't have to have money to look mm. good and surgery to look good and, you know, to look good. You don't need to have money. It's just, I think, something that comes from within. But people are, and there is definitely an older market you know, there's a market for the older woman. Like I said, I'm 31 and I, I, I mean, work's amazing. And what's made me feel good is that, yeah, being 31 and I'm working up against 17 year old girls doing clothes show live. They wanted to use me again this year, fifth year in a row, which makes me feel wonderful. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, like I said, I'm walking down the runway with sort of 16, 17 year olds. So I feel good. You've done a few commercials too, mm. haven't you? Yes, I have. I've done Shaw Deodorant, Vidal Sassoon. I've done Chalk Ice commercials. Yeah, I've done quite a few. So that, that's been good, and I do enjoy them. Yeah. Has it sort of been a dream come true? Because um, you were just an ordinary girl, if you very like, and you've done every well. You've done yes. very well, haven't you? No, I, yeah, I have done well, and, I've, I'm, and I'm still doing well, which is great. You know, even down to like sort of being pregnant and doing really well. You know, it, it has, it's been great. I mean, I'd never imagined that sort of 10, 12 years down the line, I would still be modelling. I mean, people say to me, goodness, you know, when's it going to end? Well, you tell me. <laughs> I understand that Kai's also done some advertising with you for Boots. Is that right? Yes, as well as being inside me and still advertising for Dorothy Perkins. Um, we did some something together. He was about sort of six weeks old. And uh, we did some advertising, sort of mum and baby stuff for, for Boots. So that was good. So he's earned some money for his mum. <laughs> Brilliant. 
John Hannam, host of British Radio's longest-running non-stop chat show. This is your life. In 1990, Charlie Brooke and myself joined Isle of Wight Radio at the same time. By 2003, Charlie was a leading presenter on the QVC television channel. So we're going back to 2003, when I went to Battersea to meet Charlie just offset. John Hannam meets from the archive. You know when you're demonstrating all this lovely jewellery, yeah. are your hands manicured before you go on <laughs> set? Come on, Charlie. You know, I'll be honest with you. I try and find some dirt in your nails. There's never any. <laughs> um, I've Come had on. one manicure. Yes. I've had one manicure. And I went to this place in London near Oxford Circus to have my hands manicured i didn't enjoy it john because i was surrounded by well maybe a little bit (laughs) i was surrounded by some beautiful women and apparently the place i went to uh barbara windsor goes to have her hands manicured there too so i could have taken a microphone along and done an interview for you john at the same time but only the once um but yeah we use hand cream you've got to be careful you've got to be sensible and I've got a nail file, I confess. Uh, so you don't do many chores at home, Charlie, do you? None at all, it's a great excuse. Although I've been decorating a lot recently, but out come the latex gloves, protect those nails. Uh, yeah, it's part of the job. Um, look after the hands, look after the nails. So when you do it to a live show, yeah. if you want to go to the loo, what happens? You don't. Oh, you don't? <laughs> you don't. I have been known to do four hours in a row. And I've done that once or twice, perhaps through sickness of a colleague or another presenter or maybe a guest was turning up late. And there was one occasion where, and that's not been about the bush, I desperately needed to go, John. <laughs> and we came to a little break and I said, guys, I'm sorry, can we please extend this break? I'm not being a prima donna, but I really need to go to the loo. And they said, OK, off you go. So they played out a few extra pieces of videotape. And I got to the bathroom. They said, Charlie, turn off your microphone quick. So I flicked off the mic and I came back two minutes later. <laughs> I'm a bit old fashioned. I like to see presenters well dressed. And I will yeah. say, Charlie, you, you always look immaculate on screen. And that, that's deliberate, isn't it? It is, yeah. And before coming to QVC, the last time... I wore a tie was at school because I'm not a tie wearer. I don't go for the suits and the shirts. And we do get a clothing budget here. Do you? It's one of the perks of the job. Having said that, I wouldn't necessarily choose to wear all of the clothes I wear on air, off air. You know me, John. I'm a jeans and T-shirt kind of guy. <laughs> if I'm going to a wedding or down to the shops, it's the same outfit for me. Um, but yeah, we are smartly dressed and... Uh, um, it's nice to dress up for the event, and it's important to as well, especially on something like a jewellery range. You need to um, tie in and reflect um, the product that you're talking about. It's important. Talking about phone calls, I know QVC had about 15 million phone calls last yeah. year for product, but yeah. phone calls that intrigue me is sometimes you speak to, to punters, don't you, to clients, yeah. and um, sometimes they say, Charlie, can I ask you something personal? And I always see you sort of <laughs> freeze slightly. Do you ever worry what they're going to ask all the time (laughs) all the time i had one lovely lady come through the other night and she's come through before and she was talking about this watch design she bought from qvc oh i love the quality love the design and we had this lovely rapport going and i said oh i remember you you've got a pekingese dog 
She said, yes, I have. It's called Harry, after <laughs> Harry Potter. Although sometimes, Charlie, she said, what time is it? Are we after the watershed? And I thought, <laughs> oh, my word, no. <laughs> I said, yeah, we are, but be careful. And she said, sometimes we call him Bobby, and I'll just beep the yes. next word that she came out with there, John. And I gave the apology to camera, but it was all said in good humour and good faith and good fun. And But that's part of the beauty of QVC, because it's live for 17 hours every day, unscripted, unrehearsed, demonstrating product, you never quite know what's going to happen next. And that's what I love so much about it. I was watching you the other night, and um, they came back to you quicker than you imagined. And I know, knowing you, Charlie, you were having a, a quick flirt with a lady there, weren't you? And you were taken unexpectedly. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is right. I'm, I'm renowned, and I get accused, and it's not true just in case anybody very close to me is listening right now, John. <laughs> it's not true. I'm renowned for flirting with the models, and I do have a bit of a chat, and they are beautiful models, as I'm sure you've appreciated Certainly. yourself, John. They're lovely, <laughs> lovely girls, stunning girls. And we have a chat, and we get a bit flirty, I suppose, innocently so. And um, I've been caught out a few times because all of a sudden I'm chatting away, having a good old gossip with the model. And Charlie, you know you're on air. Welcome back. <laughs> so I have been caught out a few times. It's great. He's got a swell personality. He meets and greets the stars with such amenity. Good enough to make you coming out of the street. John Hanami. That's right. Thank you so much for listening to another John Hanna Meets. Today it's been rather unique. A family special. My guests have been Brooke Fleming from The Lunar Squad, the current TV series on Amazon Prime, plus her auntie Kathy, who is, of course, a model, and her uncle Charlie, who's also a star presenter on QVC. Don't forget, go to my website, johnhannam.com, for news of future interviews and how you may purchase my books online. Bye-bye for now. Sweet man. Oh. Who was he again, dear? John. John. Yes. Yes, John. Just John. Hannam. Was it? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. What does he do? He talks to people like you and me, dear. Oh, I see. Mm. Yes.